Here we go, Las Vegas. Today is Monday, November 29th, 2021, and this is Nighttime at Noon, coming to you from City National Arena in downtown Summerlin, Nevada. Hi, everybody. I'm Dan Duva alongside Derek Anglin. We'll talk Golden Knights hockey, NHL, for the next hour, roughly. Derek, good afternoon. How's it going? Going great. How about yourself? I'm great. Well, we uh, first would like to tell you that Adam Brooks is going to join us. We expect to have Adam as the Golden Knights wrap-up practice just uh, on the other side of the window there. The Golden Knights practice started at 11.15 today, and I I was excited to see some three-on-three. We'll talk about that in just a moment. We'll have Adam Brooks scored his very first Golden Knights goal in Nashville on Wednesday. First game-winning goal of his NHL career, former Leaf, former Canadian. Canadians made some news in the last few days. And uh, we're going to get ready for the Knights' quick two-game road trip, Anaheim and Arizona, before they come back home. But, Derek, let's, uh, let's first, first things first here. How was your Thanksgiving? How, did, did you, were you here? Were you on the road? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was great. Uh, we went back to Milwaukee to see Melissa's family uh, for five days, and then we went, drove down to uh, Chicago to see the Flurries uh, and their family get the kids together again. And I uh, went to wa- watch one of the games there, and... Uh, just hung out for a little bit. That sounds like fun. How, how was the travel? That's what everybody wants to know when you travel for Thanksgiving. It was good. We left early. We left last Sunday, so we I think we beat the rush there. It wasn't too bad. And then uh, fl- flew back last night out of Midway, and it was actually a lot uh, smoother than I thought it was going to be. Fantastic. Yeah. What was on the uh, the dinner table? Oh, Thanksgiving turkey, um, stuffing, a couple different kinds of uh, sweet potato, uh, potato cheese casserole. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, some pies. We had some uh, apple pie, pumpkin pie. Um, What's the pie of choice? If I'm Derek Anglin and I'm having only one slice of pie, what kind of pie is it? Uh, Thanksgiving definitely has got to be uh, apple apple crisp type pie. Yes. Um, yes. With a little vanilla ice cream. Yeah, you got Whipped cream the on top. That's you, the you way gotta, to do it. You got to I mean, go all out. I, I know you're Canadian, but that's the American way to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, we, we had it too just a month earlier. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. I, I asked Pete DeBoer about this on the pregame show the other day uh, as the Knights played the Edmonton Oilers and lost a, a close game, tried to come back. We'll talk about that game in just a moment. But I asked Pete, so what's the deal if you're Canadian uh, and you're working and living in the United States? Like, how does that work? So, well, you, you get two Thanksgivings, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Who doesn't want two Thanksgiving <laughs> meals? It's uh, it's awesome, you know. And then uh, when you're part of the team, you know, usually someone throws uh, yeah. the Canadian one at home, the Canadian guys, and then uh, American Thanksgiving, everyone's celebrating down here. So you do it too. So. And then Christmas around the corner, it's like uh, three months in a row you get to turkey or whatever you do for those those uh, That's right. holidays. Tis the season. And also Hanukkah started yesterday, so happy Hanukkah as well. Advent beginning, that means Christmas is on the horizon. So we're in the holiday spirit here. We had, of course, Gold Friday, all the, the Golden Knights merchandise deals. Did you see the line? Golden Knights tweeted that, that kind of time-lapse video of the line outside the arsenal here at City National Arena. Fantastic. So check out VegasTeamStore.com. There could be some more deals online. Cyber Monday, after all. VegasTeamStore.com. Just check it out. So uh, that's Thanksgiving. The Knights go into the Thanksgiving break with a, a victory in Nashville. And with that win, they were uh, fourth in the division, had one of the wild card spots. They've kind of been jockeying with the Anaheim Ducks for third in the division. But as we have heard many times through the years, Derek, Thanksgiving is sort of a dividing line where if you're in a playoff spot at American Thanksgiving, more than likely uh, you're probably going to be in the playoffs. If you're not, chances are you're not going to be 
in the playoffs. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that rule. There's that third point, right? Because you've got three points for overtime decisions. That makes it hard to make up ground. So what do you think about that? That you know, I wonder if a player has that in mind. Like, hey, we we got to make sure we've got our act together in, in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving, or does nobody really care about that? I think it. Uh, I think some guys, it's in their mind. You, you know, especially with all the injuries Vegas had yeah. uh, in the season. I think uh, you know, myself personally, I thought with all the injuries, if they could come into Thanksgiving around 500 or just above, like they are, it's it's a it's a win-win with all those guys out, and uh, they can get rolling when they as the guys trickle back in, like uh, you know Patch Stony back, uh, guys are coming back, Marchie. Um, so they're above 500, and uh, now they can roll. Hopefully, they can stay healthy and uh, get on a good roll here. Yeah, they they had a one and four start, and then you know ten and four the next 14. It's kind of gone back and forth here. I just pulled out, you know, my my game notes from the last handful of games. So Vegas goes into the Blues game. And, you know, they're trying to go for their third straight win. They couldn't pull that one off, so they dropped to 11-8. and eight. So only three games over 500. But then they play in Nashville, and they get a big win. So they're back on the winning side of things. And you think, all right, maybe they'll get another streak started. But then you come back home, and you lose to the Edmonton Oilers, so now they're 12-9. and nine. So they're kind of in that buffer right now between three games over or four games over. Either way, that's significant at this stage of the year because they started three games under. So, like, they had to play this catch-up with these guys out. Now, the other thing that I have on my fancy charts here is the, the number of different players who've come in and the number of different players who've come out. So, most notably, you mentioned it. Pacioretty comes back and Carrier comes back for that game in Nashville. Last game, which was against the Oilers, Marcheseau comes back. Howden comes back. So, that means four players in. Four guys come out, and just, like, the team's doing well. And I know that you want to put your regulars in there, but is it disruptive to a lineup, Derek, when you've taken four guys out of the lineup who've been contributing to winning? Yeah, I think, you know, you go back and you look, for me, looking uh, as an ex-player and uh, a fan to the first five games, maybe the work ethic wasn't quite there. Um, you, you know, they weren't that outworking the teams every night like they normally do and um since then i think since all those injuries all those guys coming up and trying to prove themselves they kind of got that back a little bit and and now they're they're the same way that they used to be they're outworking teams you know they had a little lapse for 10 minutes against edmonton uh, turning the puck over and stuff but they still played a great game uh if you take that 10 minutes yeah. out so um and they're the top of the division so it's it points in a good direction and uh you know, I think, like you said, uh, Patch and who came back with Patch? Uh, Carrier. Carrier came back, and, and then a couple games later, two more guys. Instead yeah. of getting all four guys in one game, and it might change a little more dynamics with that. Yeah, and with the, those guys coming back, that means some guys go back to Henderson. So for the Silver Knights, what a boon. And they're on the road here for the next couple of weeks, so you don't get to see them in person, but you get to listen in to Brian McCormick doing the games. And so for Manny Viveros and the Silver Knights, they get back Paul Cotter. They get back Jake LeCision. They get back Jonas Ronbeerg. Those guys stepped in, and in a relatively condensed period of time here, Derek, they uh, they were not liabilities. These were not guys who were just plugged in because they needed to put somebody in. They were getting minutes as if they were regular third- or fourth-line guys, and occasionally some of them played up even higher in the lineup. They were getting penalty kill minutes in Ronbeerg's case. What do you make of how those guys, and LeCision perhaps was the, the most uh, consistent performer in that group in terms of the minutes. What do you make of those guys and what they've done here? 
Yeah, for all those guys to step in like they did and and contribute, like you said, um, you know, Jake Lecision, I thought, uh, you know, I knew knew uh, when I coached the two games in in Henderson yeah. and <laughs> That's right. he, the, coach Derek Anglin. Yeah. <laughs> Two and zero. I'm retiring. That's after right. That. Yeah, no, one thousand um, winning percentage. Exactly. Um, but you know, he was a good player. He plays the right way. Plays hard. Uh, he came up here. He didn't change his game. He just played the right way. And and you seen him like you said out uh, in games uh, against top lines. They they had no worries about having him out on the ice, and that says a lot. And um, you know, them going down, and I think they all scored in in their games back this weekend. Um, they get that little taste and obviously you want that back you you want that first shot and every player that starts in the minors wants that first shot to show show the team what you got and uh, I think they all did that they came in and and uh, put the team on notice that uh, hey we got some good players coming up the pipeline and um, for them to go down and you know instead of have that little bit of lull some guys do um, they went down and uh, they're contributing down there right away. Pete DeBoer has talked about his staff, especially in the case of he and Steve Spott, who were not part of the organization until the middle of that 1920 season, they didn't know a lot of these guys. There weren't normal training camps, so the prospects were not really in the mix, didn't get to see them as players, didn't get to know them as people. And now with this normal training camp this year, plus an extended period in the NHL, how important are the relationships? Hockey, put to the side for a moment, getting to know these young guys, and, and also for those young guys to get to know the NHL coaches. Yeah, it's huge, um, and the players too. Uh, you know, you go on the road and you, at home it's a little different because you're, you know, you're going home to your families or going home to your place, but on the road you're in the hotels, you're on the bus, you're on the plane. So you get to know them on a different level, and, and it's huge because, uh, you know, anytime you're going to make a long run, which Vegas is expected to do every year um, and, and want to do, uh, you're going to need all those players. So they can come up, they'll fit right in, they know all the guys. Uh, and, and, you know, another huge benefit is having them here right in Vegas. And, you know, coaches can see them or around if they want, go go to the Henderson Knights game and see who's playing or how they're playing. And uh, I think it's a huge benefit. You've spent a lot of nights on the road. Anybody in the sport, whether it's in junior or the minors or the NHL, you're on the road quite a bit. Not too often do you get the whole team together when you're on the road happens once in a while but um you know 20 guys on the road or 23 whatever it turns out on the road what's it like I mean, you get to spend time with some guys is it always the same group you've been part of several teams you've been part of this golden knights team of course what's that like especially for those young guys or players new to the organization to get comfortable in spending social time with everybody else it's huge um you know, I, I remember my first year um, going up, uh, Pascal Dupuy, as soon as we got to the, the city we are going to, sent out a mass text to everyone who's in, we're going here for dinner, whatnot. And, uh, you know, as a young guy, you, you don't have a choice. You're going. Yeah. And and they really looked at, <laughs> looked out for you, you know, Sid and Gino and those. They, You know, you're picking up the tab for these young guys or anything like that, just making them feel comfortable, having them get to know them on a different level. And um, it was huge. You, you know, you're you come into this lo- locker room with a bunch of stars and you don't know how to act, but then you're going to dinner with them and you can kind of get that a uh, little bit more of a personal level and more comfortable uh, being around the rink every day. How long did it take for you to get comfortable and, and kind of not be a younger guy, but be one of the guys who's sort of leading the way? Cause I'm thinking about, you know, Zach Whitecloud and Nick Haig, just, you know, a blink ago, they were those young guys, but now all of a sudden, they're not the younger guys anymore. There's other younger guys that are younger than them. What was that like for you? When does when does that happen? 
Well, I was a lot older when I made the NHL. I was 20, That's true. 20, 27, 28, <laughs> so I, I was already older than most of the young guys. Yeah. <laughs> Crosby and those guys, I was uh, five years older or something like that. So it was a little different for me, but, um, you know, you, you it's it's good to have good leaders in the locker room because then you see what they're doing. And yeah. the next year or the year after that, your first, second, third year, you can start doing that. Guys come up, hey, let's go for dinner, take, take you out for dinner. We're going here, come with us, meet us here. So it's uh, it's all uh, you get those good leaders around you. You learn from them, and then you pass it on. And uh, you know, I remember White, Whitey and Hager, and you're uh, bring, going out for dinner with them. And I'm sure they're doing the exact same thing now with with the younger guys coming up. Yeah, sure are. And the the, the leadership you talk about with you, of course, you were, you were the guy. And uh, Mark Stone among Pacioretty and Petrangelo. I mean, there's no shortage of guys who are leaders on this group. And uh, who um. We're gonna we're gonna see if we can find some real information here. Who um who would you most enjoy going out to dinner with with the Golden Knights? On the road, uh, me and Holds always went. Uh, we went a lot because yeah. we ate earlier. You know, you know, we got our families back home, so you're usually eating at <laughs> five or guys. six. So um, the early bird special. <laughs> yeah, we'd go out. Uh, you know, Flower and Revo, but uh, you know, same thing. There's a crew that ate earlier, a crew yeah. that ate a little later. So you, you kind of try to mix it up and. Uh, but me and Holds went out a lot. I, I bet. You, and you know all the spots, of course, when you've been around all the spots in all the different cities. And now the guys get to go to all these cities again, including Nashville and St. Louis. Coming up, it'll be Anaheim and Arizona. We're chatting with Derek Anglin. I'm Dan Duva. We'll have Adam Brooks joining us here on Nighttime at Noon. Adam is in a situation that's even more bizarre than those guys coming up from the minors. He was in the Toronto organization, won a Calder Cup in 2018, made his way up to the Leafs. And coming into this year, he'd played fewer than 20 NHL games. Then he gets claimed by Montreal, plays four games with the Habs. Then he gets put on waivers by Montreal, by all the people who are, by the way, no longer running Montreal. And he ends up getting claimed by the Golden Knights. Second player that the Golden Knights have acquired in that way this year, Amadio from the Leafs, and now it's... Uh, in this case, you know, I was also going to mention Ben Hutton, but he was not waived. He just was unsigned. He'd been waived last year. So you have a, a number of these guys going through waivers. You see it every day. I mean, Matt Murray was on waivers for Ottawa and cleared. Evander Kane cleared waivers today, which is another story. But back to Adam Brooks. You're changing teams twice in one kind of short period of time. How do you ingratiate yourself to a new club? I, I guess game-winning goal in Nashville will do it. But, but, like, changing teams, like, that's a lot to figure out. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I never, I was lucky enough I didn't have to, I didn't get traded or uh, waivers or anything like that. Um, but it's, uh, you know, as a young guy, it's, you're, you're either getting sent down to the minors or you're getting picked up by another NHL team and you get another shot. So at the end of the day, I don't think it matters where you end up. You're you're still in the NHL instead of the AHL, which is everyone's goal. So um, to come to a new team, a new opportunity, like you said, he scores a game-winning goal in Nashville and um, he's got another opportunity to prove himself and uh, hopefully stick around here for a while. The Golden Knights lost a player, Patrick Brown, on waivers at the beginning of the season. And, and hey, Patrick made big impact in the brief period of time that he was with the Golden Knights at the NHL level. I'm sure the Knights would love to have held on to him. There's only so many spots and salary cap is only at a certain point. So for the Knights to bring in a couple of guys, and Amadio did return to practice for the Golden Knights today. He had been out with covid and, of course, we've been talking about Adam Brooks, who's going to join us here in the studio in just a little while. Like, it's it's in that 
weird spot where you're trying to bring a team together. You want the young guys to get a, a, an experience, but then you bring in guys with NHL games. You know, like Ben Hutton, he, he's not on the fringe of the NHL. I mean, he's played hundreds of NHL games. Have you get get to see a little little bit from Ben in, in settling in and figuring out the Golden Knights? A little bit. I mean, he played for the Kings, played for the Ducks, played for the Canucks, uh, and then, as we mentioned briefly, with Toronto. So do you, do you get a sense of how Ben is fitting in with, with the team defensively? Yeah, I think he's fitting in extremely well. You know, it's for me as uh, as a more physical fought a lot uh you know to see him uh getting a couple scraps um you know to show the team that uh you know he's not he's not going to back down from anyone it's i think as a as a player with a new guy coming in and he does that it's uh it's eye opening for the team it's it's a it's great uh great for the team you know you lose a guy like Revo and uh you know he steps up throw a couple fights and uh i think so far with his game uh, he's fitting in really well. I played against him a lot when he was in Vancouver. I was in Calgary, and, uh, you know, he played some big minutes, uh, had some points. Uh, he was a good player for him. So um, I think he's settling in nicely uh, with the team, and uh, he's just going to get better as he gets more comfortable. He's also got the personality, too. I mean, you go down the, the roster, like, there's usually somebody on a team that's kind of the life of the room who's always got a joke or is always smiling. He's got energy. A few Golden Knights come to mind. Like is that a thing, Derek? Like, do you need like how important is that really? It's huge. Um, you know, you goes up through the ups and downs in hockey, and you never want to be too yeah. high, too low. But when it's low, you need those guys to, you know, you need Marchie. You you need guys that are going to be loud and I don't want to say obnoxious, but uh, you know that fun. No matter what, today's a new day. Uh, we're here to have fun. We're get better get uh get back to the winning ways you know when it when it's like that and those guys help out huge they make uh the room feel a little more lighter um in the tough times and and when you're winning it's uh they're even more loud so it's uh <laughs> even better so that's right the knights try to get back on the winning side of things when they take on the ducks tomorrow take on arizona on friday that's one of those espn plus games Derek, you uh, you did a pretty good job explaining that whole ESPN Plus thing. So when we come back, I'm going to ask you to, to try and do that again, to recreate the explanation of what all that means. We'll have the broadcast on the radio, obviously, with uh, Darren Elliott and yours truly coming up on both uh, Wednesday in Anaheim, Friday in Arizona. That's nighttime at noon. Derek England here with Dan Duva. We'll be back in just a moment here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
everyone here in Las Vegas. I'm Dan Duva with Derek England. It is nighttime at noon on this 29th of November. Glad you could join us. Vegas coming off the loss against the Edmonton Oilers. 3-2 to two is the final in that one. They're going on the road. Take on the Ducks. Take on the Coyotes. The next handful of games. We're here in the studio at City National Arena. It is... Really cool to have Derek Anglin in studio as Derek has been roped into uh, the broadcast side of the organization, wrapping up his terrific playing career and uh, doing some promotional videos too, Derek. We, we saw a video recently where you were um, joined by a family member to try to tell the fans about uh, watching the exclusive ESPN Plus games. How, how what, What's the story there? I just got asked to do it, so... Uh... <laughs> I, I just usually push the speaker on the remote and just say Golden Knights, and it comes up and click around. But uh, the console and stuff is perfect for him to to explain the explain how you use it. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. that video is on all the Golden Knights social media channels. You can check it out. And again, Friday, it's an ESPN Plus exclusive. So Dave and Shane will not be on the air. You won't be able to find them. It'll be on ESPN Plus. So if you go to the ESPN website and the app, you can download it there. But if you're not inclined to do so, we'll have the radio broadcast, as always, here on our flagship, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM, 1340 AM, and all along the Golden Knights radio network. But that broadcast Friday is an ESPN Plus exclusive in Arizona. Isn't it bizarre, Derek? You got eight games last year against Arizona. They've been in the Golden Knights division for the last four years. And now all of a sudden... They're not. <laughs> They're in the Central, and the Knights are only going to play the Coyotes three times this year. They're just a few hours down the road. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, there's not really any other way, I no. guess, to to make the divisions. But um, yeah, it was a. You kind of thought it was going to be a, I guess, a bigger rivalry here. Yeah, the and, desert. But, uh, People talk about the desert, the desert right? Versus Vegas the desert. But uh, you know, I think L.A. and uh, San Jose, even now, well, Colorado in the Central, too, now they've played yeah. them. But uh, L.A. and San Jose have definitely taken the reign uh, from them. And watch out for the Ducks. I mean, here are the Ducks, who the Knights are going to play uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Ducks right now a point ahead of the Golden Knights. Lost to the Maple Leafs yesterday. Leafs have looked good. They've now won eight consecutive road games, which is a franchise record, believe it or not. Ducks uh, have had a good start. The question is... Uh, <laughs> How long can they keep it up here, Derek? Right now they're one point better than the Knights, but they're going uh, – actually, they do have a game. They're, they are playing uh, in Los Angeles on Tuesday evening, and then they're going to play Vegas on Wednesday at home. How, what do you make of this Ducks club, and can they can they keep this up? Yeah. I didn't see it coming uh, going <laughs> yeah, into this right. season at all. <laughs> um, but they got the goaltending. Uh, he's, uh, you, you know, one of the top goalies in the league, I think, uh, for the last few years at least anyways. So, and then you throw in Getz laugh and, uh, y you know, the way he leads and he's having a, a year himself. He's almost assist every game, yeah. uh, on pace for that. So you throw that and the young guys coming up, uh, you know, you know, maybe developing, uh, a lot quicker than they expected or I expected anyways, I didn't uh, see that coming. So, um, you know, you, you never know. I, I was way off. Uh, I had the Central Division uh, having five, yeah, six teams battling for playoff spots, and ours not so much. And I was completely wrong. So <laughs> if I was a betting man this year, I'd be out a lot of money. And and the other weird part about it is, the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, plus the Vancouver Canucks, are in the Knights Division in the Pacific. They always were. 
But it just, it's so weird because, like, the Knights haven't played the Calgary Flames in two years, right? They're in the same division as the Golden Knights. But you think about all the other clubs, you know, recency bias that the Knights have played, like your Colorados and Minnesotas and even Dallas, uh, given the playoff series. But the Calgary Flames are in the same division as the Golden Knights, and they're coming. They're coming to Vegas uh, right after this road trip. They're part of this four-game homestand coming up. Your old stomping grounds. Have you gotten a chance to watch any of the Calgary Flames? Because they've had an even more surprising start. I mean, they yeah. right now, uh, they're right there. They've gone back and forth with the Edmonton Oilers neck and neck atop the Pacific Division. Yeah, it's almost the same as Anaheim. I thought, yeah. uh, you know, maybe they'd be battling for that final spot. And they've come out. Uh, Daryl Sutter's got him playing uh, that big defense first type style. And uh, the guys are running with it. They're playing well. You know, that top line's got... Uh, all of them are having career career seasons right now, and um, Markstrom, I think he's got. Last time I looked, he had seven wins and five shutouts. So yeah, he's obviously Leaves back to on lead. top of his game. So um, when you get that, uh, it, it's it's going to be a battle on uh, on that. I think it's the fifth they play. Yeah, coming up as the Knights will play the first against Anaheim down in Orange County, Arizona, on Friday. That's the third, and then the fifth back here at T-Mobile Arena against the Calgary Flames. Derek Anglin is here. Dan Duva is here. We're pulling an audible. We've had lots of football the last few days. Boy, was Patch Reddy pumped about the Michigan Wolverines. <sighs> Boy, big one against Ohio State. We're pulling an audible. Harbaugh style. We're going to Braden McNabb, who probably could play football. He's got the build for it. We're going to Braden McNabb coming up. Um, had to make a switcheroo at the last moment. So we'll catch up with Adam Brooks another time. We did chat with Adam before the game in Nashville. And then he scored the game-winning goal. So good things happen, I suppose, when he does these interviews. Uh, we'll have to catch up with Adam another time. But we'll have Braden McNabb, who uh, you go from the guy who I believe is like the fewest career Golden Knights games played right now with, with, with Brooks. He's maybe edged out a few guys who played one game. McNabb is right near the top. I mean, you look at that list. It's Marcheseau. It's Carlson. It's Smith. It's McNabb. It's Theodore. Those are the top in games played in Golden Knights history. Since we're talking numbers. A couple of milestones for you before we catch up with McNabb. It's going to be the 100th Golden Knights game for head coach Pete DeBoer on Wednesday. A hundred games now with the Golden Knights. He has, like, hardly had a, a, a real season. Like, this will be his first real full season. Last year was abbreviated. The year before, it was only half a season plus the bubble. It'll be his 100th game. Like, does that compute to you, Derek? It's it's crazy. Like, yeah. you know, I retired a year ago uh, now it's you know christmas time ish last year and it seems like yesterday <laughs> that he, uh, he was taken over so it's it's crazy <laughs> to see that uh, he's already at 100 games here and jonathan marshes is on track to hit 300 games with the golden knights on december 8th when the knights host the dallas stars some upcoming milestones there we're going to take a break when we come back defenseman brayden mcnabb will join us this is nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas
1232 Pacific Time. Welcome back. We're at City National Arena in Studio 31. Alongside Derek Anglin, I'm Dan Duva. You just heard from number three, Braden McNabb. And Braden is here in the studio. What's going on? Not much. How are you guys doing? Great. Well, that uh, goal we heard just a moment ago was from the Knights' comeback victory a couple of Saturdays ago against the Vancouver Canucks. Down by a couple, came back and won the game 7-4. to four. Boy, that was, that was a big goal at the time. Yeah, at the time it was, but it was kind of a weird game, as you said, and it was kind of back and forth, a little run and gun, but we ended up on top and put up a touchdown, so it was <laughs> good. Knights were down 2 nothing. came back, took the lead 3-2, to then it was tied, then took a 4-3 to lead, then it was 4-4, ended up 7-4. to You know, the last few Saturdays, the Knights have fallen behind by a couple of goals, and Vancouver and then Columbus came back to win. Fell behind 2-0 against Edmonton the other day, and it turned into 3-0. You guys started the comeback. It came up a little bit short, Braden. What did you make of the game against the Oilers on Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena? Yeah, uh, I mean, those aren't trends you want to get into. Um, but, you know, we did a lot of good that game. We gave up uh, just way too many odd man rushes. That, that was kind of how the game went, and they capitalized. They got some skill over there, and, and they did. So, um, you know, like I said, we did a lot of good, but, just cleaning up, uh, you know, the odd man rushes. Yeah, anytime you can shut down McDavid and dry sidles is a, a good night against that team. Um, you know, power plays, uh, two power plays, you guys shut that down too. So uh, what do you guys uh, make of that, uh, shutting those two guys down? Yeah, they're great players, really good players. Uh, we did a good job as, you know, with five guys on the ice and with our systems and whatnot, and our kill was unreal, so uh yeah they're they're elite players obviously and um you know we did a good job and that's one way how you're going to beat them unfortunately you know we, we we didn't but um it's a good way going forward against them next time we're talking about that penalty kill it has been one of the, the hallmarks of the golden knights i'm sitting with two of the best in golden knights history right here in Derek and Braden. he killed the first six in nashville you don't want to obviously have seven times shorthanded it seems to have steadied a little bit here, Braden. The, the penalty kill has been more and more consistent of late. Is there something you can put your finger on there, why that's been the case? Yeah, we've been detailed a little with our sticks and positioning, I think, a bit more, and it's trending in the right direction. Um, you know, and we're getting 200-foot clears when, when we have the puck on our stick, and that's huge when it frustrates uh, the power play. So, um, yeah, we like where it's at, and it's a big part of our, uh, big part of our game. So we got to keep it going. You've also integrated some new players into this whole defensive scheme. And uh, there's Ben Hutton, who you've played against, right? I mean, he was with the Canucks, with the Kings, with the Ducks, a little time with Toronto. And here he is uh, earning a spot in the Golden Knights lineup. What do you make of getting Ben in there? Somebody who's had a lot of NHL experience but new to the Golden Knights. Yeah, he's uh, he's a very good player. Yeah, he's been around, you know, quite quite some time now. And, um he's been he's been awesome for us he's stepped in and you know he's consistent you, you know what you're getting from him and you know he's been physical he has two fights already he's doing whatever he can to help the team win so um he's been huge and need him to keep going Derek and I were talking about this a few minutes ago like there's there's some personality there too how would you describe Ben Hutton's personality and that how that affects the team <laughs> yeah I mean he's, he's pretty quiet so far um, but he's a great guy. Uh, you can tell he's he's been in the NHL locker room for a long time, and uh, he's fun to be around. Uh, a little bit of a jokester, so it, it it's fun, and it's and we're lucky to have him. Do you guys need name tags? Because like there's been all these young guys, and then you bring some new guys in. We're talking from other teams. Brooks, uh, you're talking about Hutton, talking about Amadio, who's back from the COVID list here today. 
like it's crazy, right? How many guys have come and played for the Golden Knights this year? You've been around through it all. What's it been like for you to handle that many different guys coming through? Yeah, it's been uh it's been a weird year for sure. Um with injuries and, you know, with COVID, it's uh you got, you know, we had maybe six guys from the minor leagues at one point or or way off waivers as well and um you know, it's adversity and you know, it's it's hard at the time, but it's honestly probably good for you in the long run and um it really dials in our systems. If we want to win, we got to be, you know, perfect on our systems and you know, we've done a pretty good job of that, and now we're starting to get guys back, and we need, really need to dial in our game and, you know, start getting wins on the board. I wonder, if we think back to the first year, and um, I think it was Paul Maurice who talked about the Golden Knights and the absence of Marc-Andre Fleury for those two months that had forced everybody to figure things out at an accelerated pace because you couldn't rely on Mark as um, you, you would have expected to do so. Is there something similar here where, you, where some elements of, of the team had to accelerate <laughs> stuff to, to come together because there have been so many absences yeah for sure um you know lots of guys have stepped up um you know Chandler Marchi Smitty they, they you know they've all really stepped up and uh helped with the goal scoring and whatnot uh even Wazi you know up in playing center there um but yeah it, it definitely it definitely helps the group come together and figure out different ways to win hockey games and we've done that so far and now we're getting healthier, like I said, and, you know, it's really important for us to start getting points. All right, so we were talking Thanksgiving before. Got a couple of Canadians here. You get two Thanksgivings. What's Thanksgiving like in the McNabb family? Oh, yeah, American Thanksgiving's a lot of fun here. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, Canadian is, you know, we still celebrate it here. We, you know, usually all the Canadians will get together, have a nice meal, so... We get excuse to have two nice meals, which is nice, and and then the, obviously the American Thanksgiving is you know great with the football and everything. So so we celebrate both and we really enjoy it. Two for one. Yeah. Braden McNabb is our guest. I'm Dan Duva with Derek Anglin. It's nighttime at noon, talking Golden Knights hockey here right up to one o'clock. We talked also about how teams historically in a playoff spot come American Thanksgiving. Usually it's a good sign. What do you make of this time of the year? I think back to the first season, the importance. Uh, the, you know, there was that father's trip, uh, Nashville and Dallas, the great run at home in December, and how that can really be a springboard for how the, the division standings shake out. What do you make of, about where how that affects this year's Golden Knights and what seems to be an improved Pacific division? Yeah, no, yeah, like the division is, you know, improved. You know, there's a lot of younger teams that are playing well right now, and the division games are very important for us. They're, you know, they're four-point games, and <clears throat> winning those games are – you know, crucial for us to move up the ladder and are in the standing. So going forward, it's, uh, you know, just as we're getting healthier and just putting points on the board and, you know, being, especially with time off right now, three days off before games, you know, we're going to be rested and it's important to start getting wins. Does Derek have any more questions for Braden? Because I feel like I'm hogging the microphone. Yeah, you <laughs> taken, uh, took all my questions away. Yeah, I'm me. sorry. I, it's, I know. It's, it's tough. Uh, this, is a, this is a hard thing. I was all... Dialed in, went for Brooks, and this is a whole loop that I'm not used to. So. Spoiled the party. Yeah, not like you two don't know each other at all. You know, we were talking about the, the improved Pacific Division, and here's Edmonton you guys have now seen twice. They've gone back and forth with Calgary atop the division. If you haven't seen Calgary in a couple of years, you will see them on Sunday. And then here come the Ducks. You'll see the Ducks again uh, on Wednesday. Like, how, how has this happened, Brayden? Like, I don't know too many people who had the Ducks pegged to be a division contender can they keep this up how have they done it perhaps as you guys uh, look at the scouting report how have they done this 
Well, it starts with their goalie. I think they're, you know, it's he's an elite goalie, uh, and then you know they have young guys stepping up, and that's very important in today's NHL. If you can get your young guys stepping up and uh, producing for you like they they have, uh, it's important. Uh, you know they're in sync right now, and they're they're playing well as a team. So, and they got that confidence. So, um, they're 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 a hard hard team to play against, and uh, it's going to be important for us to have our best for the two days from now. So you didn't play Sunday, aren't playing today, you're traveling tomorrow, and then the game's on Wednesday. Now, it hasn't happened too often. You guys have had three days in between games. Are there pros and cons to that? Uh, yeah, you like those days. Yeah, it's all, it's nice. It's nice having the, that time off. I, I'm sure we'll pay for it down in Mar when March comes, but when when they come your way, you know, you try and enjoy them and take care of yourself and, uh, you know, spend time with family and friends. What does the, the holiday season mean to an NHL player, especially in, in your case, Braden? This is, uh, like, it's busy. Like, there's a lot of games, but then we just talked about Thanksgiving. You've got Christmas coming up and people traveling. And, you know, there's uh, the potential of the Olympic break could be a few weeks off. You know, wh- what's this time of year like uh, for, for you and for an NHL player? Uh, it's fun. You know, any time around Thanksgiving and Christmas is you know, I think fun for everyone. You know, lights go up. It's it's kind of exciting time of year. And um, as far as hockey, it's it's a good time of year too. You know, the everyone still has a lot of energy, and you're not really in the dog days yet. So it's uh, it's fun. And you know, when you get those three days off for Christmas, it's it's great to enjoy with if you have family in town or you're going home one or whatever it is. It's it's really nice to to see family. Us broadcasters like numbers sometimes too much. You've played 290 games. For the Golden Knights, only two guys have more: Marcia So and Carlson. Like you're closing in on 300 Golden Knights games here. Uh, like that's like that's a lot of games, but that's significant in the history of this franchise. I'm not. I'm sure you're not counting the games on a night-to-night basis. But when I throw out a number like that, what does it mean to you in this stage of your career? Uh, fortunate to be here. Um, you know, when we first got here, he didn't really know what to expect. Um, but you know being able to be here for five years now i've been really blessed um everyone who comes here loves playing here and obviously i do and we love living here and um just feel very lucky lucky to be here Braden mcnab is our guest with derek england i'm dan duva wrapping things up here with derek and and Braden. you know please jump in derek if you have a question for Braden, because i could keep talking all day until the producer says it's time for a commercial break uh I, I do want to ask your your thought on the, the, some of the the players who've stepped up here. Rather than put names in your mouth, in your eyes, who do you think is has stood out in his play recently? Yeah, it's kind of mentioned it before. You you know, I think Riley Chandler is you know having a great year. Um, he's he's a guy with a lot of skill, and you know it's kind of showing right now where he's producing a lot. And um, you know, Marchie was you know on a great pace there, but then got COVID. But he's a big part of our team. Um, Wazi stepping up in that center spot, uh, you know, he, you can kind of see his game evolving for sure. Um, and everyone, all the young guys, you know, it's, it's a tough league and the step in and, you know, play right away. It can be tough, but they've done a good job. Upcoming games mentioned the ducks mentioned the coyotes and the flames here, the, uh, the opponent, the Anaheim ducks, what will be most critical for you guys going into that game against Anaheim? Uh, getting off to a good start. For sure, uh, you know we're on we're on the road, and you know we want to have a good start and go from there. You know it, that's maybe been kind of our 
worst part of our game is our first period getting down. Um, but, you know, if we can get that lead and sit on that lead and, you know, keep pushing forward. Last thing, because Derek and I were talking about this before. You're on the road, haven't been able to go on the road and go out, and you're going out to dinner. You can't always get the whole team together. So who's Braden McNabb going out to dinner with, and um, you have any favorite places that you like to go on the road? Uh, that's a good question. I sprinkle it around kind of. I go with dinner with a lot of guys. I don't know if there's just one or two guys. It, it always kind of changes. And as far as uh, where I would like to go to eat, I mean, there's so many good restaurants. It's, it's you can't really, can't really name it. We're spoiled out here because it's endless restaurants, you know. So when we go on the road, we're we're kind of used to everything. So I can't. I don't think I can name one restaurant that sticks out to me. No, we'd be here all day. Yeah, we'd be here all day. Well, Braden, thank you very much for coming by. Appreciate your thoughts on the Golden Knights and looking forward to the game in Anaheim in a couple of days. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That's Braden McNabb, our guest, Golden Knights defenseman number three. Just. Heard him score that goal against the Vancouver Canucks a couple of Saturdays ago in a wild game that was. We'll see what's next for the Knights. And Braden is one of those guys who has appeared in every game for Vegas this year. Up to six points on the season, a couple of goals. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the division, what's going on around hockey, and wrap things up as Vegas gets ready for the Ducks and the Coyotes. You're listening to Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
The spectacular Hotel California in Santa Barbara, California is the newest exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. Experience an extraordinary stay at one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society Tasting Room. And treat yourself to unparalleled massage at Majorelle, the Moroccan-inspired spa. I'd stop right there, I'd go to the spa. All in the heart of the American Riviera, Santa Barbara. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, the Hotel California is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Hotel Californian is Santa Barbara's premier urban destination. Visit HotelCalifornian.com to book your stay today. That sounds fantastic. With Derek Anglin, I'm Dan Duva, now thinking more about spas than hockey, but we've got a few minutes left on the program here on Nighttime at Noon. Glad you could join us today as the Knights get ready for a couple of games on the road. The Ducks and the Coyotes Wednesday and Friday, then back home for a four-game homestand. Well, Derek, you know, like we we kind of talk about it uh, throughout the program. I, I just get a kick out of hearing, you know, that this time of year it's busy for everybody, the holiday shopping, holidays around the corner. Happy Hanukkah, everybody, and uh, Christmas is coming. Like, is it just, like, is it even more crazy for an NHL player? Because you don't get, like, the time off that maybe some people would take for the holidays. And listen, I know a lot of people don't have time off for the holidays. In fact, they have to work on the holidays. But it seems even crazier when the Knights are going to spend, like, 10 days on the road. They're going to Boston, New Jersey, New York, then Long Island. Like, that's that could be tricky. Yeah, it's always tough road trips right there. Like, yeah. But, uh, you know, it brings the team in closer. Like I said, you're, you're going out with guys to dinners and on the plane and stuff. And, like Braden said earlier, that uh, you know, you, it's not the lull of the season. You're not going there mid-January to mid, you know, end of February when it's that. It's kind of as a player, it's the grind days of the season, and um, you know, it's always fun going to New York, New York too, and Boston and all those places. They're great cities to play in, so um, you kind of get excited for those, especially around the holidays in New York. You, you know, if you have a day off or something, you get to go see the tree in Rockefeller Center and. All that stuff. You can get some Christmas shopping done. There's some great shopping there. So it's, uh, I always liked going to New York around that time. Same here. And I remember a couple of years ago, Chandler Stevenson was acquired by the Golden Knights when the team was in the midst of that trip. And I chatted with him at Nassau Coliseum for the first time. And he, you know, had been with the Capitals, of course, had been part of the Stanley Cup championship team there. And he didn't stick. You know, the Knights acquired him and what a terrific addition he's been and I wanted to give you some numbers and I wonder I'll give you the numbers and Derek you can give us the the, the players perspective on this and what you see and what he's done so last year 14 goals in 51 games 14 goals was a career high right despite only playing 51 games instead of 82 this year he's got eight goals in 21 games so only six away but he's still got another 50 some games to go that, even if you break down the minutes, goals per 60, right, that factors in the ice time and things like that, he is still on a pace for more goals this year than last year. He's on a pace for 33 goals, which would more than double what he did last year. So those are some of the numbers. As we say, broadcasters like that kind of stuff. What does the hockey player see in how Chandler is doing this? Yeah, for me... You played with him. You played against him in the finals and and uh, in Washington there. And he's he's got 
so much skill, so much speed. Um, it, he's fun to watch. It's uh, as a opposing player, it's like uh, you know, almost like uh, the outdoor game when Petro said, "Oh no!" when McKinnon turned around, <laughs> you know, type thing. That's right. Same thing with him. It's uh, he doesn't look like he's going fast, and then he's gone. It's 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 crazy, but. What sticks out most to me with those numbers, you know he has the skill and the speed and stuff, um, is how many games he was with, you know, everyone put him with Stone and Patch Ready that he's, you know, but he did it without those guys. And that yeah. shows the skill and and uh, how good of a player he is. He did it without those guys. And, y you know, you throw Stone in there and um, passing him the puck during the time that he missed, you know, he probably has a few more goals or, uh, you know, you throw Patch Reddy in there, he probably has a few more assists with Patch's shoot, shoot, shooting. So um, if they were healthy the whole time, it would be uh, crazy to see his numbers. They'd be even better, I think. Last year, Chandler scored his eighth goal, which is the number he has right now, eight. He scored his eighth goal in his 34th game. Took him 34 games to score eight goals. He's got eight in 21 games, right? So a lot of ways to look at it numerically and breaking it down, what Chandler has done. Watch out, though. Marcia so still has one more for the team lead, and Jonathan's back after missing six. We'll see if Marcia so can get on the, the roll of things again. But Stevenson has a three-game goal-scoring streak, which is the first time in his career he scored a goal in three straight. Two other guys have done it for the Knights this year. Any guesses at who it might be? Um, Not a trick I, question. I would have <laughs> to say Marchie would be one Marcia of them. Marcia so is one of them. And then... Uh, Oh, maybe Smith. And Riley Smith, ah, yeah, see, hey. Derek knows. I didn't even going. know that either, so. Yeah, there you go. So uh, so Riley had done it, uh, and, it, you know, Riley's had some big moments, of course. He did it against Detroit, Columbus, and St. Louis, so the 18th through the 22nd. Marcia so had four goals in three games, November 4th, 6th, and 7th against Ottawa, Montreal, and Detroit. Something about going back to Quebec, I suppose, gets Marcia so all yeah. fired up. Going home, you, you know. Great city to go to, too. Oh, great my gosh. City to go to. Oh, it was great to, to get back there. When the Golden Knights were in Montreal for the postseason, it was it was frustrating because we were there, but we weren't allowed to go anywhere. Yeah. But maybe the Knights will take on Montreal again. Although, they're in seventh place, and they just fired their whole front office. What do you make of that? I, I think, you know, as a team that makes the finals last year and they're off to a tough start this year, it's – you got to make changes. You got to get your team going again somehow. And, you know, sometimes it's uh, players, sometimes coaches or higher up. So, um, you know, it's uh, you never want to see it, but it happens. It's part of the job. It sure does. From Stanley Cup finalist to out of a job for Mark Bergevin and company. Well, that's just about going to wrap it up here on the program. Derek, lots of fun. Thanks. Thank you for having me. This has been Nighttime at Noon. We invite you to tune in on Wednesday as the Knights take on the Ducks in Anaheim. Can Vegas get another divisional victory, even the series with Anaheim? Big thanks to the whole crew behind the scenes, Dakota and Floyd and Jared for all of us, the Vegas Golden Knights. Dan Duva saying so long from our studios at City National Arena. And have a great day, everybody. This has been Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.